Ryan Holtz is a social media and creative marketing agency owner, husband, father, DJ, global citizen, keynote speaker, and is proud to bring you the Ryan Holtz Show Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Ryan Holtz Show Podcast, the podcast that helps you upgrade your life personally and professionally. We bring on some of the world's best at what they do to just, you know, kind of impart their wisdom for you. My next guest here, her name is Jess Rona. Now I'm trying to figure out, that is she a dog groomer, an actress, or a filmmaker? Katy Perry literally said, Jess Rona is to dogs as Vidal Sassoon is to the bob cut. I mean, all I got to do is mic drop. Welcome to the show, my friend. Don't drop your mic. You got to talk into it. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah. So, okay. Tell tell me, first off, I want to know what you had for breakfast. And then I want to know if you have any brothers or sisters. You're watching. I'm drinking my coffee for breakfast. Yeah. Um, and I have a sister. Her name's Allison. She lives in the Bay Area and she's a schmoop. Now, what would Allison say about you? Is there anything that she would say, I cannot stand my sister because of X? Oh, man. I mean, you know, 30 years ago, it would be because she will not stop annoying me. But now, you know, she would say that... She cannot believe that my once broke and did not have her life together. Sister is now mm. successful and doing mm. great. Can't Let, believe it. Let's talk about that. You, you know, because yeah. what I love about what you did was, you know what? In the marketing, I, I do marketing and brand. That's our other business. But we always talk about trying to find your niche and trying to find the passion and then trying to cultivate a business around that. I'm of the thought process, you know, and I'm sure you can attest to this. Me and you, we are uncommon people. We're weird people. We, we do things a lot differently. Differently. I've been like this since I can remember. Yeah, I remember playing football and I'm like, oh God, I gotta go to college. What I, I don't wanna be a lawyer, I don't wanna be a doctor, I don't wanna be an accountant. Back then, entrepreneurship wasn't this sexy rock star thing that it's being proclaimed as now. But how did you say to yourself, I'm gonna create my own job? And I'm wording it that way because entrepreneurs, in my opinion, you basically went out and created your dream job because you couldn't find it elsewhere. Yeah, so I didn't really do it that way. I didn't, I got fired and <laughs> I had to. So um, I was I was working for someone else who was, uh, you know, had a grooming shop mm. and I kept having to leave for auditions and I would have a full schedule and I'd have to drive 45 minutes to Santa Monica for like a Tide commercial audition and then drive all the way back. And it was, I, I, I completely understand why she fired me. Mm. I shouldn't have worked for her. I'm very opinionated. I'm very entrepreneurial, but I never wanted to own a business because I just wanted to be an actress. Mm. Um, but I did create my own dream job as of literally the last month. Mm. So six years in wow. six. Well, so I had, I kind of got pushed into it by getting fired. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so I found this house with a washer dryer hookup in the garage. And I was like, well, I could put a cute little bathtub in here, a little, a little grooming table and I'll just groom dogs so I can, you know, go on auditions. Um, but, you know, there's always the divine co-creator in everything. And so, the you know, there was a bigger plan for me, mm. which was like this business blew up like crazy. Mm. And so it's ironic because I don't have any time for auditions and I don't even want to go on auditions anymore. Wow. I want to create my own shows. Wow. I want to make. And so the entrepreneur in me is now, oh, I, I want to give I want to cast something. Mm. Mm. I, you know, that said, like, obviously, if someone wants me to audition for something, <laughs> 
turn yeah, it down. Yeah. Listen, have your people call her people. She's still on the market. Right? She's ready to I'm rock. Ready. All right. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I just kind of like grew into this boss. And now I just created my first show. I created my second show, yes. actually. Yes. Um, and But I did it all myself. And that's my dream. Well, and Did that answer your question? It, it did. It did. You know, it did. And, and, and just so you know, I mean, everybody listens to the show, too. You know, one of the reasons they love the show is I don't we don't do the Q&A. I don't have any written questions for you. I don't do that. I, I like just a straight up conversation. But when you I, I feel like that's a big moment. So you're you're out there, you're auditioning. Then you're basically circling back and saying, OK, I'm going to start, you know, grooming animals, grooming dogs. And then you you found your calling, your passion on that. Do you feel was that emotional for you? Like to say, like, holy crap, I actually really enjoy this. I might actually enjoy this whole gig more than the other gigs I'm actually trying to pursue at this point. Like how 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 does that make you feel internally? Oh, man. I mean, yes, I do love it. And it's it's not like an overnight thing. I had been mm. grooming dogs for 20 years. Yes. But I also was waiting tables at night, grooming dogs during the day. So I never really committed. And then one like when I hit 30, I was like, I don't I don't want to wait tables anymore. Oh yeah, I know how to do this thing. Mm. Let me get really good at this thing. Mm. So I would do grooming competitions, and then I just I just made the decision. And um, it's such a huge part of any personal development world is like make your decision, <sighs> and like once you decide, Go it's like it. forget it. Go yeah. at it. Go but, at it. But like no one talks about how hard the decision is though. Oh. I feel like I do feel like I've been at really low moments in my life, which mm. forced me to make a decision and. Sometimes rock bottom is a blessing. Mm. And so sometimes when people are at rock bottom, I'm like, yes, now you're going to change. You give know? me a give me a rock bottom moment that like gets you emotional. I have tons. Of, I have a few moments, you know, myself that it's like so I can smell the feeling like I can I can put myself back there at any given time. This wall behind me is called my I am enough wall. And this wall, it's funny because if you're in film, there's a, a, a dude named Will Packard that's put out bangers, you know, for movies. And he had this they're taking he's doing a home to her and the guy interviewing him says hey will what's with this whole wall he's like oh this is my i'm enough wall he's a big time movie producer and he's like just like anybody else i have self-doubt and when i start getting those little voices coming into my head I, there's a place at my house i just i just stare at and there's little mementos and it, he's like they're mementos to me so for you when you hit your rock bottom moment like give us a moment that you're like oh this is just not good i don't like my oh, life man. i don't i don't like my life right now um, so I was grooming dogs alone in my garage. I was, didn't have enough money to afford an air conditioner or even like I would groom with the door open mm. and I was, and a friend of mine just happened to tell me that she auditioned for this big casting director. Her name is Allison Jones. Mm. And she's this woman that I've always wanted to audition for. She cast the office and like everything's wonderful. She's like the best casting director in the world. She's like, yeah, so I just came from Allison Jones and it wasn't a big deal to her, but to me, I was so low. I couldn't get in the door. I had no money. I was so antsy and sad and bum. And that moment, um, honestly, that's where my creativity came out because that's when I started making these moment, these little slow-mo videos of dogs blowing in the wind. Mm. I was like, I just need to create, I need to do something. I'm not auditioning, I'm not doing anything. 
and I just felt like shit. I just felt like I, nothing was happening. Nothing was going right. Mm. Um, and I was like, well, this brings me joy. You know, mm. I'm going to do this because it makes me happy. Mm. And then people's responses to it showed me. And that's as a performer, you know, performers are always, you know, in their head and insecure. And, mm. and, and so it's just once you get the audience's thumbs up, then you're like, oh, okay, then I'm going to keep doing this. <laughs> yes. Um, so that was, and I actually got, you know, there's nothing my friend did wrong. She was living her life and having a great time. Mm. It was just because I was so broken at the time and had no direction. But um, I realized as I was grooming dogs, I had all this sort of negative space in my day where I'm just quietly grooming and listening to music. Why don't I start listening to personal development books on Audible or mm. podcast? Mm. So about five years ago, I became a lunatic and started listening to every personal development podcast and book under the sun and it has fully transformed my life mm. i am a different human than i used to be well you you because you were was it amy porterfield's podcast that you 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 shared our podcast together yeah and that's how and i it, just found you guys and i was like who, well it's funny too because i mean i've heard that too it's so funny serendipitous right i feel that all the yes. time like i just found you Everybody's yeah. like, how long have you known that person? I'm like, since, I don't know, an hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's funny because your vibe does attract your tribe, you know? Isn't that really cool? And it's- Ooh, it's, I love that. It, I just gotta chill. Yeah, it's weird though, because I look at I look at certain things and I'm like, who is this Jess Rona that shared it? And then I'm like, what is, and I'm a huge animal lover. We, we Our dog, Uma, is a rescue. We volunteer at a rescue. I do a lot of like speaking for fundraisers on fundraising for rescue. So we're big time like animal lovers. Like it's so fun. I'll let you in on a secret. The second living thing I ever loved in my life. The first one was my mother. I was raised by a single mom. The second was my dog, Sydney, that I had since I was 13 years old. And she passed away when I was about 24, 25 years old. And it broke my heart because I literally grew up Mm -hmm. with my dog. And it was such a, (laughs) I remember literally my dog lived so long. she passed away people I went to like junior high school with were like right I remember you walking Sydney to the school but for you being at that low there moment there is no pain there's no pain like that no no and it's I can't I can't even get into it there's just no pain of losing no. your heart dog you have a heart dog you're lucky if you have more than one in a lifetime I've Sydney had was your heart dog Sydney was my heart dog I mean it, no she yeah. she was and it's interesting because I met my wife and she had seen because Sydney it was interesting she had some back leg issues the last two years of her life. But what happened was I took her to the veterinarian and the vet said, hey, listen, she's in no pain. She's fully cognitive. She's so happy. She's doing everything normal. Her just legs gave out and she was a German shepherd breed. And I went to Dallas, Texas. I don't think I've ever told the story. I went to Dallas, Texas and got an actual wheelchair designed so that it would be perfectly fit for her. And people were like, you're nuts. And at that time, I come from very humble beginnings. I was broke as a joke. I had no money to barely feed myself. And I'm like, I'm going to get this designed wheelchair done? Where am I even going to get the money for this? And (laughs) I just made it happen. And it was, I still have the wheelchair hanging to this day. I can't get rid of that wheelchair because it just represents what a dog, you know this, when you have that connection with an animal, there's nothing you both would not do for each other. 
And also, and if you take that and apply it to entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship, <laughs> it's just like when you want something and you have no money, you know, you go from that's impossible to there's got to be a way. Yes. And it's just coming from a place of knowing. Yes. I know I need to take care of my dog. I will find a way to make it work. Yes. And that is, that says a lot about your character and just you as an entrepreneur and why you've made it to where you are now. It's because you you found the way to make it happen. Well, you're resilient. You've got, there is a way. Yeah. Yeah. My my biggest turn on though in life is is difficulty. I do my best work, you know, when your back's against the wall. You know that. Yeah. You know oh, that. Yeah. Oh, People god. don't understand it. It's like a drug. I'm like, oh my god. Oof, what? What did you say to me? I sometimes yeah. create I, I along with shitty create these situations <laughs> in my head. I'm like, are you trying to fuck with me? Like inside my head to try to get oh, myself so messed up. No, no I'm like, oh yeah. no, no. I'm like, wait a sec, I need to get myself, I need to, I need to kill this today. And I'll literally manually connect. I'll think about every single thought in my life that's ever kind of pissed me off. And it's just, it's beast mode after that. I used to do when I played football. It was like the two different people. Do you think in your kind of life, you would have, you have an alter ego to a degree? Uh, Here, I'm I'm, going to say it this way because I've done a lot of- You don't have to finish your sentence. No, but I've done a lot of homework (laughs) on you and I'm like, she's such an interesting person. I think on one side, you're you're so sweet. And what I was always trying to figure out was I'm like, okay, you're going to love this. You're going to appreciate this detail. Okay. All right. You ready for this? So I'm thinking, okay, what's Jess doing in her? you know everyday life okay she's she's literally washing some dogs trying to produce a movie it's it's very odd to me i love it though it's really <laughs> fucked up because it's so different but it's good but i'm like her hands her manicure is always done like her nails always have polish yeah and i'm like so i think about it and i'm like there's two sides so i'm like you get into the dirt you have no problem getting into the dirt and doing your thing and then you bounce out of the dirt what is the alter ego what's the two different jess ronas i'm talking to oh honey i delegate yeah. i don't bathe dogs okay <laughs> i delegate <laughs> now you do. That. I was like, well, he thinks I bathe dogs, so that's one thing. No, no, no. I wave a wand at the end of the groom, and then it's done. Yes, um, yes. I, and the video. I have that. Yes. I, I don't bathe dogs. But I used to, and my manicure wasn't cute at the time. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm I, playing chess right now. I'm making moves mm. um, to, I'm making moves as an exit strategy mm. to so I can, so I can scale. Mm. So right now you're catching me one year into my brick and mortar after six years in a garage wow. also the brick and mortar took a, almost two years to get into yeah more than yeah so you know four years into my garage i was like it felt like i was a plant mm. that was the the roots were spiraling in this tiny little pot and i was uncomfortable for probably two to three years mm. just this business is way too big for this garage i'm keeping it small it's uncomfortable there's i have employees coming in and using my bathroom mm. it's in my house i have no privacy there's dog fur everywhere. Even though it was in my garage, <laughs> it's like they would still track it through of the house course. sometimes. Of course. So it was just, I, or I just felt like I was like um, pregnant, you mm, know, for mm, three years and mm. just like get out of my house. Mm. So you're you're catching me one year into the brick and mortar. We've got a nice little flow going now. Finally, mm. I have a nice staff in place. We've mm. gone through a lot of hiccups and trial and error, data collection mode. 
And then the next phase will be scaling, not mm. scaling with more brick and mortars, but scaling with product line, at-home grooming kits and TV shows. So mm. I'm making moves. So that's, that's the beast mode version of me is mm. like sitting here, strategizing, um, creating digital courses, which I've launched two. I'm about to launch two more. Ooh, very more. good. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, I like and that. so like that, I'm trying to, you know, expand into a larger brand. So yeah, I don't bait that. But you know, I'm playing chess <laughs> and I'm making moves. I watched one of your Instagram lives, probably one of my favorite posts you've done, and you literally walked somebody through <laughs> yes. the dog grooming, and it was absolutely was priceless. Like, it was- I've never done that. Yeah, like, and I'm like, this is, like, at first, I'm like, is this going down? I'm like, oh, this is going down. And it was actually, like, going down, and I'm like, this is genius. Uh, really? I just, no, I did. I thought it was genius, because I love, I mean, we can, you, you said, hey, I love self-improvement, <laughs> self personal development, but we know that if we just are, become theorists and never act, actionists, nothing happens, right? Like when I take in information and I did, I've done this for years, whatever I take in, I try to execute on 90% of it right away before I take in any more mm. information because I don't want information obesity to happen. I don't want this information just to sit there and I'm doing nothing with it. And I feel like that can be daunting for people. How have you in the last five years, because you said, Hey, this is when I really started kind of becoming obsessed with bettering myself and finding content and people out there that could do that. How have you DJed the content in your mind so you don't get overwhelmed? Um, that's a great question. I think I need a lot of repetition. Mm. So I don't get overwhelmed. It just takes a lot of information for me for it to finally settle in. Because mm. I'm rewiring my brain. I've, mm. I've lived so oppositely my whole life that I'm like, Oh, this is a different perspective. It's a different way to live. Mm. And so I need to listen to things a million times to actually start implementing it. So for me, it's not like I can't go from ingesting information to action. Mm. I have to ingest, 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 and have that evolve me as a human mm. until it finally settles in and becomes my identity. Mm. And it's a way of life mm. now. And it's also, it's like going to the spiritual gym. You need to work it out. And so even if I'm listening to an audiobook, I listen to this Jen Sincero book a hundred times. Mm. And it's like my Bible. It's called You Are a Badass at Making Money. And it's not just about money. It's about the way of life. Have you read it? No, but you know what you're doing? You're depositing into your soulful currency account, I like to call it. Soulful currency. Oh, There's many yeah. forms of currency. There's monetary currency, vibe currency, soulful currency. Yes. I heard you say this in the in the interview with Amy. I loved your interview so much. I loved so much that you had to say. I was like, this person is so wise. This person has done so much work on learning about marketing and just like the human psyche. Mm. And I wonder if your sports background has helped you with that mental strength. But um, because you have to be so mentally strong to play sports. Tra traumas helped me with that because when I lost oh. my when I lost my mom at 13, this is where I'm saying like I when I study people or anything that's been done that's great and I reverse engineer it and kind of on pack it and deconstruct it 99.9% it comes from pain pain is mm -hmm. such a beautiful motiv motivator you know life is beautiful the shit the good the great but when you really take that mindset of life is beautiful you know my 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 late father-in-law my wife's dad she's uh Egyptian and Lebanese you're you're Jewish I'm assuming right are you Jewish mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> of course no, man you, you, I don't know you give me this no man you give me you get you nah Jewish has this little like je ne sais quoi no, no, it's the je ne sais quoi. It's like this little like, 
I don't know. There's a little like Italians, like a little bit like the, the Jewish is like to me is like this little like boom. Like they're just it's like smooth, little sly. Like hi, no, how I are hear you? What you're saying, but I'll you're hustler. Gratitude. Yeah, absolutely. Receive it. No. So what you're saying is no. It is trauma based, and I'm glad you brought that up. Sports was huge for me, and it, that really kind of gave me that that guide and that principle. But I'll tell you what really did it for me. Every single night, I can remember like clear as day. My mom would say, "Ryan, we're gonna sit for one hour. We're gonna listen to this radio program." every single night before bed. And she would literally tell me how great I was and how great the things I'm going to do in the world every single night. Like when you get that done view every single night by your parent, you go from, oh my God, that's just my mom and she's trying to make me feel good to like, you're hypnotizing me to like, oh shit. And to the point where I'd write out affirmations before affirmations were cool. And it would just say, my yearbook picture was, I'm not cocky, I'm convinced. That was my title at the time in high school. And people are like, wow. But I've always been very, I just don't care about, I don't care about the end goal. Like, I don't care about the shit. Even talking to people like you, I'm obsessed and I enjoy conversations with you because I'm not trying to unpack what other interviewers would unpack the same bullshit questions you can find on your FAQ of your website. I'm trying to figure out who the fuck Jess Rona really is deep down. And then if we can do that together, that's where the magic is. I know. It's so nice that I'm not answering the same questions as I do in every single interview. How have you, how'd you get your start? How, you know, it's like, <laughs> I, I said it a hundred times. Yeah. And I have to do it, you know, with gratitude and love. But um, yeah, it's, that's so wonderful that your mom did that for you. Mm. So for you, you know, I've, my what? mom also did it for me, but I don't know. I, I just wasn't open to receiving it. Why? Because she tried, she was also like, Jesse, you have this thing, you have this sparkle, this essence that's so, so wonderful about you. And I just, I watched her behavior more than I listened to her words. Mm. And she needed to do the work because I am so energetically connected to her mm. that she needed to do the work. And um, she was, she's a business owner too. Mm. And I watched her struggle a lot. Jewish, and Jewish. Is it? Is it a Jewish? Come Jewish? on, yeah. man. I mean, this is what? big. Did you? Struggle? I got a good friend. She's Brooklyn, Brooklyn Jewish out in Brooklyn. And, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. Like, and it's, you know, they're like, you know, you know, own a business, you know, Jewish people. I'm sorry. They're very good at making money. Very good at making money. Like I the Jewish community. Really? Yeah. What? What? Yeah. I mean, you're from Canada, right? I'm Canada. Yeah. Yeah. I'm out West. I have very humble beginnings. I, we were not wealthy at all. No, I, no, no, no. Don't take like, it like that though, Jess. No, no. That they have this ability to like literally go from dirt to just Climb because you told me, hey, my mom's a business owner. Yeah, yeah, she's a bookkeeper. Um, yeah, she has a bookkeeping and payroll business. Um, but you know, she, yeah, I mean, but like my stepdad, I mean, it's mm. just we had very humble, humble, mm. humble beginning. Not, not like we were broke, but like there was a time when we were living off mac and cheese, and that was how it was, mm. or McDonald's. Like we didn't, we weren't wealthy at all when mm. I was young and little. Mm. Um, I the reason I got a job as a bather was to buy a car because I really wanted a car, and I was twenty and I lived in LA. By the way, when I first heard you, I thought you were from LA where I was from because you have this like, you have this accent of like the kids I grew up with in the Valley, not like, <laughs> oh my God, like total Valley girl, but like yeah. Hispanic dudes. That I used <laughs> and that's what I thought you were. I thought, I'm like, oh, this this guy's from where I'm from. Like you have the same like. It's, you know what? I, I have isn't to, that weird? It, it is weird. I totally thought, and I was is, like, oh, he's Canadian? It is weird because I grew up in a very, like tons of, I mean, multicultural but 
not not where many black people are and a lot of Caucasian. I thought you were Hispanic. I yeah, you were Hispanic. I get a lot of, I, I get a Dominican so much in Cuban when I, it's, really? I, I think I attested to, you know, I used to live in L, I used to live in LA uh, out of high school for a little bit playing ball, but I think. Where? Uh, Sunny Hills. Sunny Hills. Is that area? It's, I think it's kind of, well, I don't remember too well. I was kind of a room and so basically when I played, oh. I live with the teammates' parents, but the parents oh, okay. lived in Beverly Hills. So it was really crazy going from, you know, 18 years old Canada and then I'm like, hey, Bruce Willis. Beverly. Hi, Snoop Dogg. I'm yeah. not even kidding you. Yeah. And I remember yeah. it's so, no, it was Brentwood because the school where OJ mm-hmm. Simpson did the, the, the dance recital. I'm a true crime freak, by the way. That's a fun fact. Um, But literally that school where his daughter went to that they had all over the news before the whole thing happened. I remember that school because we were only maybe like a block over from it. And I think o- his parents' house lived very close to where OJ lived in Brentwood, his old house. So it's just a weird. Yeah, Brentwood is so beautiful. Yeah. Such a beautiful space. Well, and, and, they, and they were both neurosurgeons, right? So they did, you know, they did well. But kind of going into what you're saying about, I want to ask you a, an interesting question because you bring up the interview thing. When you do an interview, because you do so many of them, do you like when an interviewer promotes you or do you like when the interviewer promotes the message or the value of you? Two very different things. Because you t- I like it all. You like it all. Promote it all. <laughs> I like when you promote me because I love the that. more visibility I have, the better my business, the more my business can grow. Yep. Um, if they, I would love them to promote my mission of spreading joy and being kind to dogs. I mean, that mm. is also beautiful. Mm. So, I mean, all of it. Oh, I love yes. That. The answer I, is yes. I love that. So currently where you are right now in your life to get to where you are, you're so open, I find. Like you've you've retained this very nimbleness to you. I feel like you're you're kind of like water in the sense where I, I feel you very malleable. Like you're you you transition so well into all the things you're doing. You seem grounded, but you give me this curiosity vibe. Like you're always curious. Mm. And it's I see that uh childlike spirit in you, and I think that's what's so attractive because I, I get a attracted to that because one thing for me I'm like I don't want to ever lose my childlike spirit it's what really makes me me how have you retained that and do you think of it that way or are you aware of it no yeah no I'm totally aware of it I was always a late bloomer I'm very like young I've always been you know childlike and young and curious I've just it's my personality I'm an Aries which is like the youngest sign yeah what's Um, your birthday when's your birthday April 17th my my birthday's April 22nd I'm a a Taurus I'm right on the cusp yeah yeah. Wow! Actually, my, my husband is April twenty third. Yeah. Wow! Holy! I gotta write that down. <laughs> I gotta send you like a happy birthday thing. I'm writing that down right now. I'll send you a list of everything I want. Okay, please um, do. Please do. Send me, send me, the, send me the shopping cart. Just put everything in there and send yeah, me the okay. link to it. Great, perfect. I'll make a note. <laughs> um, no, but I've always been very like youthful and young and goofy, and my mom's like that too. Her birthday's April sixteenth, which is wow. the day before mine. We're just we're very young, and also I'm the first to admit that I don't know everything, um, and I'm always like show. Show me more. Show mm. me what else. There's mm. so much I don't know. Mm. So I'm just that's and I am gen, genuinely curious about everything. Mm. Well, I, the one thing I get, you know, when somebody says to you, hey, Jess, you've done so much. You've made it so far. You're the kind of person that says, yeah, but there's so much more to do. Right. I oh, get that, yeah. I get that I, vibe I from you. I think I've heard you say that, too. Yeah. Where you've been like, here's all the things I haven't done yet. You know? Yeah. Is that you? Like, I think you said that. And I was just like, yes. So it's so important. There's this like meme going around on Instagram where it's like, 
or on TikTok or something where someone's just saying, um, if my old, if the old version of me, or right now I have exactly what the old version of me was dreaming about. And so I have to take a moment and, and, and be grateful for everything I have now because this was my dream mm. at some point. Mm. Um, because yeah, it's human nature to mm. want more and to desire and to grow. It's, it's part of that expansion that God self within us. So I feel like just, it's so important to, to strengthen the muscle of being in the moment and being grateful. And I do have a gratitude practice because mm. it's so easy for me to get anxious and antsy and wanting and, mm. you know, I got to get here. It's not going to be good until it's this. So if I can just take a moment, there's a tree in my backyard. I have this little patio in the back of my house and there's this huge eucalyptus tree and I sit in this little rocking chair and I look up at the tree and the leaves and I just thought to myself the other day because I'm so focused on buying a house I rent. I really want to buy a house. It's like my dream to buy a house. Mm. And so I just think like one day I'm going to be in this new house and I'm going to miss this tree. Mm. I want to make sure I sit and I look at this tree as much as possible mm. because it's such a kind beautiful tree that has given me so much love and shade and beauty mm. and comfort for like these past years living in this house wow. that I'm like oh I have to remember this tree I'm gonna never see it again once I move mm. so I started to think uh, instead of like grinding to get this house I want it's just like let me just take a minute and be grateful for this house I have now that has given me this business it's like the giving tree it's given me shade it's safe and beautiful. You know, I've painted it. I've made it cute. So like, <laughs> I just have to make sure that I I enjoy it while I can because um, it's beautiful what this little house has given to me. This tiny little house has brought me so much. So I just want to make sure I give love to what I have today. And it's, you know, just, I need that daily reminder mm. or not even daily. I mean, I, you know, I slip into lack and anxiety a lot, but it's just that muscle of bringing myself back to gratitude mm. and in the present. What makes you anxious? What's 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 uh what's a couple what's your trigger? What's a couple of your triggers that you fa that you're like holy the, crap it's about to come. The biggest trigger for me is that, and I don't want to like I'm just gonna sage myself after this, but um, <laughs> hippie listening. Don't worry, I'm I like, got oh you. Hold on, I, 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 I got I, I got I got nice aromatherapy lit here, just Perfect. so you know everything Perfect. is good. The vibe okay. is right. Um, that a dog will get loose out of my shop. So I have so many gates. I have so many barriers because yeah. it happened to me when I was a kid growing up. Yeah, going like um working at these shops one yeah. time seven dogs got loose out on the street wow and it was crazy oh. i've had i've lost a dog for three days it wow. came back i've had this was when i was this was like 20 years ago yeah yeah but it's like i'll never forget so anytime like my poor employees i go i'm like oh, close the gate close the gate you know like just make <laughs> sure yeah yeah i've gotten way better when we first opened because i went from my home garage where everything was safe yes there's so many little there's like a patio no one could get out really yeah so I had to like, really like, now I'm exposed. I'm in a commercial space. I'm open to the public. And so, you know, I'm so vulnerable. So that gives me anxiety. What is your favorite clipper of choice to use? Oh shit. Yo, and I'll tell you, you know what? You know what's so weird about this question too? Just to give you kind of pre preface on it. I, I, I like, like I love barbering. So I like my, my wall. Really? I, I like my, no. So here I, I have my wall. I use my wall 
balls and I use my Andis T-liner. Here's a fun fact. You ready for this? I'm ready. So broke at the age of 13, I said, Ryan, how are you going to save $5,000? So I'm like, if I pay $10 to $20 on a haircut, I like to keep myself fresh every week. That's $80 a month, $1,000 a year. Fun fact. So I bought this clipper, started cutting my hair. I've been cutting my own hair since I was 13 years old. Now I cut my son's. But I saved the money that I would spend on a haircut from the age of 13 to 18, and it gave me $5,000. I used the $5,000 as a down payment on a shitty little apartment condo that I bought, and then I flipped it, and then boom. So the haircutting thing for me and barbering is so monumental. And in the black community, fading and understanding, like, you got to keep it tight, got to keep it right, you know? I think I'd be really good at it. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Do you ever watch those barber? Hell yeah. All the time. All the time on 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 uh, on YouTube. I love them. I feel like I would be so good at barbering. I should send you a link to this guy. He's a celebrity barber, but he does. Okay, you're a movie person. You're a movie maker. He makes movies around cutting hair like you're. Send me. I will. We're we're talking about speed ramps into it. We're talking about when he goes like this, the clipper starts going slow. The hair is like poof. Like he makes he it, it himself. He makes it so cinematic. Like you'll you, you'll you'll love it. I'll, I will send it to you. Yeah. He's absolutely incredible. But that's a it's big. It's also very relaxing. Yeah. So and satisfying. So what is your clipper of choice? Because to me, as a like cutting hair and for the dogs, this is like a very like like if I'm asking Picasso what paintbrush he wanted to use, this is a very big thing. I think of things like how does the the blade come off? How does it come on when I'm oiling the clippers all the way down vertical? <laughs> <laughs> well, we use we use. Andis also yes. in the dog grooming world. Yes. And they make this clipper called the Vita, Ooh. V-I-D-A, yeah. and it's a great dog grooming clipper. And I use, I love it. It has a, a detachable blade that has five links. Yes. So we use that for all our, um, like our prep work, like pads and the sanitary Ooh. area and like around the eyes a little Ooh. bit and like that kind of thing. Is it cordless? So one, cordless, I, right? Cordless. Yeah, cordless. Has yeah, to be, yes, I yeah. love a cordless clipper. Interesting. I'm actually working with Andis to maybe, I would love to develop something with them mm. that's like a little collab so the I would Jess love Rona that. edition the Jess yeah. Rona edition how cool I'd is that? To do that I'm you know weaseling my way into their brand yes Just, you know. I know no I hear you yeah, yeah. you said something at the beginning of our conversation that it to me it's like uh, it's profound how making the decision is often the hardest part yes it, uh, I mean how do you make the decision people listen to this that, how do you make the decision you want to be an actress no, you start is, cutting dogs like how the yeah. hell like this is the money question you know that yes and every time I hear like Tony Robbins or whoever say you gotta make a decision I'm like well that's what I want to unpack that's something that that irritates me because I'm like well obviously I could just be like well I'm gonna lose weight today there we go you know it's like the decision has to come from I think you have to find your why I think that is something that propels me so hard but yes Simon Sinek I love the guy find your why you know but sometimes you know you're I always no, say I'm gonna talk to you about how who what it is yes wait who's Simon Sinek I gotta he, 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 he's, a, he's the he's the big why guy he does the find your why. yeah he does how to find your why you know but you know he again it's finding the why but it's the tactical version of that like how do we get to the decision and how do we find the why people are so stuck in the theoretical you know they're they're stuck in the theoretical world you know if a coach says hey jess i want you to go run this quicker okay thanks for the inspiration coach but then there's coaches that are like well let's go do it together and i'm going to kind of show you how to improve your mm-hmm. technique let's talk tech let's talk the technique of how jess rona made the decision i mean i i, I think 
that the decision unfolded over years. Mm. It wasn't like a conscious thing where I was like, I'm going to create this brand that's very specific. Mm. It was never that. The garage had wood paneling. I got a, I, someone gave me some dog, a dog, a vintage dog portrait. So I started hanging it. I had this little couch that my mom gave me. I had to get it reupholstered. It's just the brand unfolded itself. And then people's feedback. Oh, look at your cute little wood paneling in your brand. It's like, well, it was just like that. But also I am very vintagey. I've always been like that. Okay. So I kind so, of So hold there, it. hold there. Yeah. So write this down. First step you did, awareness and listen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was for me, but also the thing that drives me like a crazy person today is comfort, freedom, and the ability to take care of my mom. Mm. Those are my whys. My mom is like really high up there. She's about to retire. Mm. She needs some assistance. I got to start helping her. And, you know, I just, I'm so driven to make money so I can help her. Mm. I don't want her to suffer as she gets older. I want her to be comfortable. Mm. So that's really my why, mm. you know, it, it gets me right here, mm. you know, and and so, um, but yes, listening to feedback, it's because I wasn't myself. I hadn't evolved into the mature present version of myself that I am today. Mm. When the brand was starting, I was kind of lost. Mm. I became the, all the things that unfolded in my life. They brought me to this place because I seized the moment. Mm. I was like, oh, I have an outlet. Mm. Great. I have this, I have this Instagram. I'm going to start creating videos and all the feedback and the, mm. the interviews. And I was on the news and it was like, it blew up. I was shot out of a cannon. It was like crazy. I went viral and that feedback, obviously I took that feedback and I was like, okay, clearly this is my path. Mm. So I'm going here. Mm. And also I realized I would get people messaging me. I was having a really bad day and I just looked at all your videos and it brought me joy. It made me so happy. Mm. My, my, me and my son watch your videos before he goes to bed. My elderly grandmother, mm. like this is how we spend time. We watch your videos of dog. It makes us so happy. I just want to let you know how happy make us mm. and that kind of that was like next level feedback that was like okay this is crazy I can't believe I have the gift of being able to bring joy to people mm. so I'm gonna that's all I want to do mm. now that I see how like sweet it feels to make other people so happy now I'm gonna lean into it and just that's my mission I my Instagram is meant to spread joy and just make you mm. forget if you have any shitty day or whatever mm. it's just I want to make you happy if there's a funny moment of dogs being lunatics in my shop, I'm going to grab my phone, take an Instagram story because I know it'll make you chuckle or I hope it does. Mm. And that's the performer in me that need to make you, that need to oh. make the audience feel. Yeah. And I just, um, I want to make the audience, it's almost like you use the word DJ in, in our interview and I was like, I secretly want to be a DJ um, because I, I, I love. I got the ones, I got the ones and twos right here. been doing it a long time. Dicky, dicky, dick. Now remember this, oh always use this analogy. When we talk about content and curating content, people put a lot of stress on their own content. I say, you don't have to even create content, but what you have to do is you have to curate other content from other people and deliver it to your audience. This is called, I got the inspiration, come back around and then boom, boom, the motivation, right? Boom, and then you're DJing the content because it helps people to understand how the content works, right? And people who can DJ their message or other people's messages tend to do very well because they understand 
how the mind works. Your head, if we were to simplify it in the in the simplest of terms, it's two DJ decks. And there's, you know, right side and left side, which, you know, a thought comes in subconsciously. How are you doing that? People that become practitioners of the brain, I literally study humans' brains. Like, I love that shit. I've been reading those kinds of books since I didn't read cartoon books. I read How the Fuck Do People Work Books? Because mm -hmm. if you can learn people, you, my friend, are going to get everything you want. In life. Yeah, for sure. And it's so funny because, like, growing up, I had my mom's sister passed away and her son moved mm. in with us. Mm. And he is from Brooklyn, you know, a kid on the streets. He was a drug dealer. He was like all these things. And, like, I learned how to be sort of street savvy from mm. him. And I feel like there's a psychology to being a hustler. <laughs> and yes. And so, and I grew up with my grandfather was a hustler. He, all four of my grandparents survived the Holocaust. Mm. And you have to, that's why I think when you say Jewish people can come from dirt and like make a flower, it's because like, you know, there's been, it's just the culture of like, you're, you know, you're judged because of your religion, this is, or your culture. And it's like, you have to be tenacious and you have to like, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. And like, I think just my grandpa was a hustler. My stepdad was a hustler and my cousin. So I had that around me. Mm -hmm. My mom's from Brooklyn. My mom wasn't really a hustler. She was like very introverted and a reader and like. Not you're, really you're, like a hustler, you're a hustler, hustler though. You got but your you own hustle. hustle. Yes. You're a hustler. My, my cousin who was very bad, who made me very bad. I was yeah. like on a wrong path for a yeah. very long time. Yeah. You may put me. And then I think that comes to play with your like brain books and like learning about how the human psyche works. I think think if hustlers and drug dealers went the right path but kept that mentality I mean they would take over the, my cousin who is unfortunately he went down the wrong path and he's not okay mm. but if I, I think about it and I'm like he was like my brother because mm. he moved in when I was so young mm. but you know he would like beat kids up for me and like he was like the, you know he was like my protector mm. and like you know um, it's such a shame I'm like he had so much potential if he would have done what you did yeah. or if he would have just put his energy into something else but no, he, you know, this, the cards were way too stacked against the, the, him. I've always said it. The best entrepreneurs, in my opinion, if I'm going and I'm recruiting the best, very best entrepreneurs, I'm going into the prisons because oh, pe because, pe wow. because people mm -hmm. who go down a bad path, it's not because they're a lot of times it's not because they're bad people. And I have a very good friend, Jewish criminal defense lawyer, yes. Paul Saul, not, you know, stereotypical. But here's the deal. They are looking at that same school thing. They're looking at society. They're like, I feel very uncommon. I, I don't mm -hmm. understand this. I don't I'm not interested in this. Um, and a lot of them. I'm also alone. I don't have family. Maybe. Yes. I don't have parents. Yes. I'm, I need to survive. Yes. I have so trauma. It's trauma. For, like, yeah, they all trauma. have a there's there's a bad, you know, abuse and drugs and bad yep. families like trauma. You know this. Not everybody reacts to trauma. Well, some trauma can devastate people, you know, just absolutely mm -hmm. devastate them. And then it puts them on this trajectory to go down the bad path. No, the only difference between a, a big time drug kingpin and a CEO is that one's legal and one's not. The CEO, yeah. he's even doing yep. he's even doing some some illegal oh, shit, but it's on it's, it's on paper. Come on. Right. So you yes, got to. And then also just imagine trauma with a capital T, what it does to you. And then all of the little traumas with lowercase T's that we all go through throughout our lives that go unworked through and how the those tiny traumas can make a bigger problem. Tim's story and calls just, Tim's story calls those life's interruptions. Life's interruptions. Yeah. You know, you have a, a divorce, you have a, a death in the family. These are, you know, your car breaks down. Sickness. You know, yeah. all these things, right? They're they're enough mm -hmm. to just piss you off and be like, fuck, I'm just trying to hustle right now. Like, what the hell? Can't hustle when I got no tires, you know? Right? But, you know, I always say the biggest hustlers, the best.
best hustlers in the world, they allow their smile to disarm and they allow their hearts to conquer. Because when you smile and you disarm somebody, I mean, come on, come on, come on, Jess Rona, come over here. Come yes. over here. Me and Shitty want to take you to dinner. You know, like, <laughs> like, you know, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and that's how you got to roll it in. But, you know, it's it's psychology. You know, you're you're a beast. I love I see you pure beast in you. I love that Thank about you. you. Yes, I, I feel seen. But you're a big you're a big sweetheart. Man, I love your vibe. Thank you. I love your vibe. Thank you. We're going to wrap up soon here, but I want to ask you this question because you know it a lot better than I do. But I want something that like people are like, oh, Ryan, you need to ask this. And I, I'd be very irresponsible not to ask. What is the question that somebody types into Google that gets them to Jess Rona? Basically, what is the most frequently asked question or, you know, plural questions that pertain to dog grooming? Um, Like if people want to groom their own dog or is it like... Just what is the question that you're like, man, I get asked this a million times a day. Like I get asked the same oh. damn thing. I get asked this. Like, if I'm going to oh. Google, how do I get to Jess Rona, SEO style? Like, how do I, da, 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 da. Yeah, how do I groom a dog at home who doesn't like to be groomed? Oh, That's, yes. I get asked that a lot. Okay, what's the answer? Go to a professional. <laughs> no, come also, on. Give some tips, though. So, some, <laughs> okay, but there are so many things that make a dog hard to groom. Okay. It could be if they're if they're just avoiding you. That's, every dog does that, you know? It's like marriage. You just got to navigate. Um, <laughs> you got, you know, there's, I, I actually just released a course for pet parents, Ooh. how to groom your dog. Okay. And the hardest thing to do is wash a face. Oh. So I did four major tips on how to wash and rinse your dog's face. I give like product recommendations. Oh, there's okay. this thing called the alpha suction cup, <laughs> A-L-P-H-A, and it sucks to any a flat surface. And there's a little, like a little hook. And you can use that in your bathtub so your dog's not jumping out of the tub. Your dog yeah. can't do anything. Yeah. It's totally safe and harmless. It's not going to hurt your dog. But um, this tool will help you wash your dog. <laughs> and also, instead of like pouring water all over the dog's face, I recommend getting a little squeeze bottle with a tiny little spout so that you can just do it so gently. Jess, I can't help. Worry about my, it. My, my mind goes to the gutter as you're describing this alpha alpha toy. I'm not going to say where it goes. because An alpha suction cup? Yeah, because it, no, it's, 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 it's like it sounds like it's going to like this average. Advertisement like, listen, you can swear, but this is a PG podcast, okay, Missy? Don't get me in trouble okay. here. <laughs> There. No, no, I'm just joking. No, but no. It, it adheres. The alpha adhering cup adheres to a flat surface, <laughs> and it basically makes it so that you can wash. So, like that, I, I say basically take my pet parent course. It's not expensive. It'll help you groom your dog. I love that. Love and light too. And I feel like humans could use that too in some in some regards. The the, yeah. hy- the hygiene 101. The the basics. Strap them in and the th- wash them down. That's enough. That's I'm going to the gutter. Jess, left and right. Jess Rona, my my second last question to you is how can I be your friend is I love this question I, I've been asking this did you hear me ask Amy Porterfield this question yeah I mean how do like I, I want your cell number yeah and she gave me yeah I mean how do I how do we become how do we, we be friends? friends no no everybody friends. says that like, you well, can't say that well, why 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 not why can't I say that well no because how can we how can we As be my friends friend, you have to let me say we are friends no, you have but, to allow me no because that it. no because that's not true because you have to grow and you have to like massage a friendship to the Terrifying. point of a friendship is that terrifying no i'm joking (laughs) wait um before i answer this question there's something that i just wanted to talk about really really quick please do have a second please do when you're talking about the little um lowercase t traumas and how like getting getting a flat tire and 
um, you know, like all those little things that happen. I just want to like mention that those are the moments where we're supposed to be pulled over. Mm. Those are the moments where we're supposed like every just as in nature, there's winters, there's summers, there's springs. Mm. You need to just look at nature, look at plants, look at trees. They get mm. snowed on and pushed to almost death. Mm. And then they come back stronger. Their roots are stronger mm. because of the hurricane that almost blows them off. You know, like I just want anybody who's listening, who's like going through a winter, you have to survive the winter and it will make you into the stronger version of yourself. That's, that's it's just something I wanted oof. to talk about. That's beautiful. Your life is a season. It's se- really. Your life is a season. You know, it, it was interesting. It's people full. Tim's story says the best, but he says people are folding while they're still unfolding. He's like, you get a yeah. bad, a bad, a bad deck of hands, right? You know, when I gave him this example, I said, hey, Tim, you're this, he's a life coach to like Kanye and Oprah. He's, he's a big time famous dude out there in LA. And he's like, okay. I'm like, listen, Tim, you're rolling up to your house. You, he talks like the Messiah, but I like very actionable, practical information that I can take into my life yesterday. And so I said, okay, I'm gonna give you a scenario. You're gonna love this too. Cause we're talking about trees. So you roll up to your house and all of a sudden you're like, is that my neighbor cutting my tree? The, the tree that you love so much? Like he's kind of, he says the branch is going over the tree and he starts to cut everything. I said, Tim, how would you deal with that? <laughs> awesome. He's like, right. I love this question because it's so practical. How would you deal with someone cutting your neighbor, cutting your tree? Yeah. Like, you know, so you have a bad, there's a lot of bad neighbors out there and that's life's interruption because you could be this high level thinker and become a seven figure, eight figure billionaire, all that. But when somebody's cutting down your shit, you're still a human. You're like, what is happening here? So he's like, well, and he's, he's half Spanish, half black. And he's like, well, you know, he's got this like very white voice. He's like, well, (laughs) I'd be rolling up to my property. And then he's like, this is what you got to say. Help me out with something. Is, uh, is there a reason you're cutting help down me my out tree? Something. Not good. And he, says, what it, he, and he says, what that's going to do is it's going to, the person automatically is going to be like, okay. He's like, help me out with something. Is yeah. there a reason you're doing mm-hmm, what you're doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Help me out with something. I'm going to use that. Help okay. me out with something. Because it's a way to be like confrontationally non-confrontational in a way, right? Yes. Where you're like, yes, okay. It's putting, it puts you almost not low status, but it opens you up. It's not, you're open. It's like, here, like, I, I need to know from you. Like, you're the one that gives me the information instead of like, why the fuck are you doing this? Yeah. So, that's it's, really cool. I'm going to do that. I'm going to yeah, do that. You know, it's like topics. You know, I'm very passionate about diversity and inclusion, you know, DEI. And I put out a video. I said, listen, for Brandways, you know, brands that market diverse, sorry, brands that market diversity not only increases their bottom line, but also increases their soulful currency account. And I talked about four actionable things, customer intimacy, cultural intelligence. Like I'm speaking to the subject, not in a a BLM way where it's like, yeah, I'm upset and all that. Mm -hmm. No, no, like I want constructive criticism. I want constructive conversation. And I'm I'm still human and I get emotional because if I ask you, if I say, you know, Jess, help me out with something. Depending on how you react to me. Yeah, just as you said that, I was like, what? Well, (laughs) now, but if, but some people that, but some people they will react negatively, which I'm going to take out my whole politically correct vibe. And I'm going to go straight. I'm going to go straight Jamaican because I'm like, oh, so you, oh, so you have the audacity to stand here on my yeah. property and cut my yeah. stuff down. And now you're actually going to, you know, but yeah, help me out with something. Help me out with something is so badass. I'm going to use that so much. Got a customer. Hey, you screwed up my dog. This is not da, da, da. comes in all. <laughs> you screwed up my dog. Help me out with something. That's so funny. Help me yeah. out with something. Help me out with something. Why don't you brush your dog? Yeah. Why do you feel the way you feel? And I, you know, yeah. the whole, you know, the whole Karen thing on the Internet. Help me out with something. Is there a reason you want to go oh, man, viral on the Internet? 
I don't even. I don't even talk to the Karen. <laughs> no, no. Uh, my I last, give that to someone. Else. <laughs> my last question to you, and I, and I, you can plug everything you want, but my last question to you is, Jess, what can I do for you? Oh yeah, I mean, man, um, just enjoy my Instagram, and not, you don't need to do anything for me. I'm grateful for this interview. It was fun. And also, can I ask you about when you say, "How can we be friends?" Mm-hmm. When you do, you say that to all of your guests for the most part, um, or just no, no. I've only said it to. I said it to Amy. I said it to Tim. I've said it to how many? Uh, what four? Well, four or four guests, and it just was based on my vibe that I got with them in the conversation. Because people like we've done 146 episodes, and I mean I've had guests all over the you know all over like celebrity entertainer all the way to a police officer judge. But it's the conversation. I love that. Yeah, like it's no, it's it's everyday people. But then I did think, hey, I want to bring in like Kevin O'Leary Shark Tank. I really enjoyed my conversation with him, but. Montel Jordan, this is how we do it. One of my favorite songs. I brought him, you know, but it's the people that you just, you just vibe with because it's, it's kind of like, uh, I want to say interviewing and I never went to school for it, but it's a, it's like speed dating. It's like a longer version, but you just know when you're vibing. Cause people ask me all the time, Hey Ryan, is there any interviews you didn't like? I'm like, of course there is. There's a, there's a few. Really? Yeah, of course Ooh, you, you just, scandalous. no, you just feel, you just feel like they, I don't know. Like, like they're not into it or something or they, or what they're showing online is nothing of who they really are. Like they're actually a really shitty person, you know? Oh yeah. No, you, there's only a couple, but it's actually quite like, and I won't mention names of course, but I'm like, wow. And just, it's, it's the wave in their team, you know, like they're, some of these people you got to deal with PR and assistance and all that crap. Right. But also maybe they're having an off day or something. Yeah. But you know, but you know what I mean? Disappointing though. But I, I approach my interviews with so such candor and like, I'm not trying to bait you into saying something that's going to be like this viral. Like I'm not trying to get the cup of tea on. you you know so it's you know I, I don't know but for the most part and then i've had some beautiful surprises but here's what i'm gonna say to you the more clout or status a person has that i've interviewed the easier they are to deal with it's odd like uber successful blah 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 blah. my best conversations and then it's the mid-range ones that are like yeah you know my three assistants i'm like you hired them on fiverr stop <laughs> it just stop it you know like those and i'm like it's the mid-range it's weird to me but no that is weird no i don't ask something that no i don't ask that question on. So out of out okay. of about a hundred and I mean how many guests because I not all of them are guests but let's say I probably had at least seventy to eighty guests on by at this point I've only asked four so four really? four out of those I thought it was everyone I was like well no I, mean, I always ask I'm to be my, with my everyone no my question I always ask is what can I do for you at the end because I that I love that question because we, I mean I'll plug my digital courses that's not e- that's not even a part that of that you, you're gonna do that anyway and then I li- will link to it in the show notes and all that for you that that's okay but it's it's no it's and some people like actually one person's like i i need more friends it's kind of isolating ryan and everybody's trying to get something from me and and you know and i just need more like people like some one one person said i feel like if you asked me how i was doing or you sent me a text like you'd actually mean it like how are you not just like how are you can you introduce me this or how are you i want to play an angle to that you know just like genuine relationship building i think you're always gonna bring value i mean for me all my relationships at some point i of course I, I make introductions. I give value, but we got to build to that. You start asking me for shit off the hop. This is done. You're a taker. I can't stand fucking takers. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, takers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
mess with my energy. Yeah, and then also that can play into if anyone's listening and they're like, I need to build my following. Don't take from your audience. Don't want from your audience. Just give to your audience. I need to like geek out more on what you because you you preach that all the time. You preach or you're you're just you're so savvy with marketing. I mean, you have a business. Marketing and branding. I need to. I yeah. I've just learned through trial and error, like wanting to get more followers instead well, of wanting to give to your audience. We, we do. That's the taker mentality. We do. We do two types of marketing. We do full service marketing for brands, you know, creative post ads, but then we also do it on, and you know what, this is something that I really do enjoy. I do it on the one-on-one level because you do deal with personalities who are like, Ryan, I need to understand how to better market myself or better utilize the audience that I already have without pissing them off and kind of trying to cultivate better relationships with them. And that's, that is a science because everybody can smell the take. You can, Mm -hmm. you know, that message comes in, you're like... What's, I smell mm-hmm. something. I smell something. It's cooking in the kitchen, you know? Yep. Every day I'm hustling. Um, well, you have access to me. I don't know. I mean, like, I'm so busy. I don't know if I have time for new friends. You know what I mean? <laughs> But, I, but I, I want you to know that, that we are, if you, if you can hit me, if you, if you texted me and said, how are you? I mean, I'm like, I would have, that would be a phone call. Cause I'm always needing to like, you really want to know how I am? You got, you got 10 minutes. Cause that's, it's always like that. I like that. No. It was so great chatting with you. Great chatting with you too. No, this is awesome. You're, you're just a great character. I mean, this has been a lovely conversation, but no, I, I do want to be friends. So I'm going to keep the conversation. I'm here. I'm, I'm your keep- friend. I am your friend. And whether you like the answer or not, <laughs> I gave you my number i'm your friend you know thank you where, where in canada do you live i'm right outside of vancouver uh right above <gasps> in, in i British- was hoping you would say that yeah i love vancouver uh, okay it's- when i come to vancouver we'll go we'll get lunch or something yeah and i'm gonna be down i'm i'm gonna be down in your your area too i mean I, i'm always kind of doing some some interesting stuff i mean i'm i think our paths will cross no i think friendship i always say friendship in the sense too because i'll be honest i think sometimes most of your relationships you talk to you know outside of your marriage are are very business oriented, but I, I kind of look for people. I always kind of have my ear out for people that I'm like, you know, this person's operating at a high level of life and so am I, but how cool would it be just to be like, Hey, you know what? Let's just talk for 15 minutes a month on the phone and, and bitch and complain about business stuff and give each other really great advice. And just like an actual, yeah. just like an actual, like B2B business to business friendship, but like, for you know, sure. but, but nicely, you know what I mean? Of course. Well, when you're in LA, hit me up and then come visit my shop and then we'll go to coffee or something. I will take care my friend okay bye okay bye we're so glad you enjoyed this episode of the ryan holt show podcast please don't forget to smash that five-star review as team hosts will love you for it also say hi to ryan anywhere on social media using the handle at ryan holtz one that's r-y-a-n-h-o-l-t-z the number one And if you or your business is looking to expand your brand, book a brand jam with Ryan using the link in the show notes.